Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. If you've listened to even five minutes of any episode, you know that we have severe issues with food and being isolated with our refrigerators is not helping. So we asked our dear friend and our favorite registered dietitian, Angie Ashey of Elite Nutrition, to come on and give us some advice on how to come out of this isolation with just a little bit of dignity. I'm excited about this one, so let's just get right to it. Okay, we're recording. You Walked right into that one. All right. Hey, guys. I'm Annie. Hey, I'm Bryce. We We're are the, the nobodies. nobodies. Experts on nothing. Opinions on everything. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of The Nobodies. Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, uh, <laughs> what's wrong? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I was just... I didn't like I was, trying to, I was trying to do a catchphrase from 1999. What's up? Oh, that was bad. I know. It really sounded like you kind of like burped it out. <laughs> well, I mean, that was basically what I was doing. Um, I'm going to turn my air conditioning off. Why? What's wrong with it? Can you hear it? We're on Zoom again, everybody. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear it, but it was like, it's blowing on me really hard, so. Really? Oh, well. You don't know, want that. Don't want that. In here during isolation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Annie. Well, how are you court winning this week? Um, I don't. I had a good one, and now I'm forgetting what it was. What? Well, one, I worked out every day of my 31st year. Of your well, okay. Well, you've been 31 for. Seven days. Okay, but in a, for a full week, I worked out every single day. That, all right. That, I mean, seriously, that's good. That's good. That's but that, that should be expected. No, you're supposed to take rest days. Rest days are not the devil. Like how many? And how many would your brother Ben say to take? At least one. Really? He would say he would take a he takes a rest day. Well, Ben is Thor, and Thor <laughs> rest days. Um. Thor just lifting his hammer. Yeah, exactly. No, he, but he also paces like 20,000 steps in his own apartment. So That's too much. Too many steps. Um, yeah. Oh, I know how I'm court winning. I remembered. Um, okay. So a couple of my girlfriends and I, for the last couple of weeks, have been doing like a dinner exchange once a week where okay. we draw names out of a hat and we make that couple dinner. And so last night is when we did it. And I actually made one of Angie's recipes for the couple that I drew and they loved it. Um, really? And, yeah. And then Brittany. What did you make up? I made uh, the pesto chicken. I don't know what it's called, but it's basically a chicken with pesto on top, to, uh, tomatoes, and mozzarella. So it's like a chicken caprese type thing. Okay. I served it with- Wait, so, hang on. So, so how did this, how did the dinner exchange start? First of all, that's a great idea, especially right now, because it gives you A, something to do, and B, like, just lifts your spirits. Well, 
Well, exactly. So it was just a random idea that Brittany had. And so it's... Um, Your friend Brittany, who owns yeah, Cycle. Who owns Cycle. It was just like a random idea she had a couple weeks ago. She's like, let's draw names and make dinner for like each other. And it's so fun and one of my favorite things to come out of quarantine. Like I think okay. we're going to continue to do it. Okay, so what did you get? What meal did you get? So Brittany got me this week. And okay. He made Tuscan chicken sausage with white beans and spinach. <laughs> it was. Is everyone in this a sh- like a master chef? I like, really wanted to like bathe in it. It was so good. It was like such a good form of comfort food. Yeah, that and it sounds like relatively healthy too. Yeah, I mean nothing in it was bad, and it's got like tomato sauce in it. Um, oh my god, it was so good. I have some leftover that I'm going to eat this afternoon for lunch. God. Yeah. Last week I made um, chicken enchiladas, which are a specialty of mine. Um, and last week I received chicken verde. Chicken verde. Which is just like chicken with like a, it's kind of like a Mexican dish with cilantro okay. and lime rice. And it was really good too. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, some people that are good at making rice that this is obviously not the healthy way to do it, but it tastes much better is to use chicken broth instead of water. Oh yeah. That would make it so much I better. Mean, my God. I've been buying this like flavored, um, we should talk about for Angie, but I've been buying this flavored, it's probably not the best, but it's chicken flavored cauliflower rice just at Ralph's, but it tastes so much better. <laughs> like, so it's like the flavoring of it. I'm sure there's so much more freaking salt in it, which is not good, but it tastes a million times better. Have you seen right rice? The only from you, only from your Instagram story. Okay, you have to try it. It's so good. And it's- you can get them. So it looked like you had the Spanish one. Yeah, so I think there's Spanish, original, and like garlic and herb. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. And it's so easy to make. You literally boil one and a third cup water, dump the package in, stir it, turn the heat off, cover for 12 minutes, and then it's done. That's so easy. It's made out of like lentils. It's called right rice. Right rice. It's made out of vegetables. It sounds like a tongue twister. Uh, We need to ask Angie about that actually, because watch, I'm like raving about it and telling everyone to get it. And she's like, yeah, don't do that. I know. Same with my thing. Um, well, I am quarantining because I, again, this isn't really a win. I don't know why I keep doing this, but I spent all Saturday very hungover, as you can imagine. And, um, I, I can't imagine. What? I said, oh yes, I can't imagine. (laughs) Well, so I kind of just took the, you know, I mean, it was just, it was a great, like lazy day. And I just, I watched like. 12 movies and I ordered Chinese $30 worth of Chinese food, which actually lasted me the whole day. Normally that would have just been one meal, but I think I couldn't physically eat it all in one sitting that I had to save it. And, um, but it fed me for the whole day. So I didn't feel as bad for spending $30. Um, but then, and so I finally left my house at like 8 PM to go get a treat at the local Seven Eleven. Because I felt like I deserved it. Quest Bar special? Yes, but they didn't have Quest Bars. They had, I I bought these like, which are actually more diarrhea inducing because they have 
like more protein and they're just like they're they're like 32 grams of protein and i ate two of them i don't know what's wrong with me this is what we have to ask Andy too so constipated they're called met rx bars i've seen have you heard of them i've heard of them i feel like those would make you more constipated than anything we're having some oh can you hear me difficulties yeah now it's my it's my stress connection Oh, you love your strong Wi-Fi. Yeah. But what the, the whole thing, the whole thing is, my whole thing is that I honestly, and I swear to God, this is true. I honest to God forgot we were in a pandemic. For like a split second, I drove up to the 7-Eleven and I pulled in and all these people were wearing masks. And I was like, what the, f-? I literally was like, what the f- is going on and then I remember and then like after one second it would like only took a split second but I was like then the whole rest of the day I was like how did I forget that I was that we were in this like I just had no I just I spent the whole day just like you know worrying about my hangover and worrying about my headache and sleeping for two hours in the middle of the day and I just had not a care in the world it just felt like a regular old you know hangover day yes I had a moment like that last night actually not where I forgot but where I was kind of like what is going on so T and I went down to check out the bioluminescence really yeah we got a what well I got he's always on this but I got a wild hair and decided at 9 30 that we should go look at it a and wild hair <laughs> that's a mom that was a prizeism that for sure that's also a mom Yes, I I, could, I was just gonna say that has to be a Mama World thing. Yeah, um, it was so cool. Where did you go, Venice? No, uh, Hermosa. Okay, so explain to everyone who like may not know what that is. So it's basically like a thing that occurs every well, few years, or like I don't even know if they know exactly when it is, but it's a type of algae that's in the water, and when when the waves break the water lights up. It looks like there's fireworks in the waves. That is so cool. And last night was the strongest full moon of 2020. So the beach was like really kind of bright and we could still see it. It was so cool. Um, Oh my gosh. So wait, where did you go again? I'm sorry. Hermosa. Oh, Hermosa. But it took us 20 minutes to find parking. Like there were people everywhere. Talk about quarantine. I mean, the beaches are closed. Like the cops are blocking it off and people are just like walking right by them. Did you go to the, did you physically go to the beach or yeah. did you have to, oh, you did. Yeah, we like walked down onto it. We didn't stay far. Long. That's really far. You, for most is far. But you can't see it everywhere. Oh. Like it's best in Hermosa, Huntington, somewhere in San Diego. And I didn't want to drive all the way to Santa Monica, and they're being so strict in Santa Monica. Yeah. I didn't want to get there and not, like, they're just chiller in the beach cities than they are. For sure. So, anyhow, that was cool. Okay, well, before we get Angie on the line, I want to play a little a bit uh, Annie's Approval, which is the segment, if you guys aren't aware, of where I tell Annie a headline and of things that are going on, and she either approves them or she doesn't. Yes. This is my favorite segment that we do. 
I know it is. It's actually really fun for me too because I like coming. I like finding things that I know you're gonna hey. mostly disapprove of. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Okay, so the first one is this is interesting. So Adele posted a new photo which shows her significant weight loss, and people are saying how like gorgeous she looks, but it's sparked a debate. Basically, okay. have you seen the photo? Yes, she has the tiniest weight. Yeah, so people are saying that, oh, you look amazing, you look so good, blah, blah, blah. But then other people are saying that that's, like, not reverse fat shaming, but they were, like, basically, she looks amazing. She, she should be praised at all because Adele is amazing. Like, she's an amazing singer. What Do you approve of people having this debate? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I understand what they're saying. There is an Instagrammer actually that Emily and I have taken up issue with recently because she kind of does this like in the, in an effort to not fat shame, she actually skinny shames. Okay. And I think both are unproductive. My thing is, I think this is something that Adele worked really hard for and that she wanted people to have that reaction. Mm -hmm. And so good for her. Like everyone just, she looks incredible. Yeah. She looks great. I mean, yeah. So I don't, I don't think anyone, I, I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone's taking away from what she looked like. I mean, no one's taking away from her talent and everything else. Like yeah. it's, it's just, it's a way, I do feel like there is a, a pressure. I feel like Melissa McCarthy was like this. Obviously, Melissa McCarthy wasn't like that drastic of a weight loss. But if you look at her in like Bridesmaids and you look at her now, like she's obviously. Drastic weight loss. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty, it, I should say that. But I mean, I guess not as like an Adele, as Adele. Right. Well, but at the same time, there is a pressure to look a certain way, even if it's not like pressure. Oh, like Melissa McCarthy was like the bubbly you know friend or whatever but in order for her to kind of like make it in another area like to be a lead I feel like I bet she was pressured into like even for from herself like she probably felt pressure from herself not like from other people I don't think that happens as much anymore in Hollywood I'm not even on television and I pressure myself yeah it's being in LA I mean I think LA does that to people I think society in general does that to women Definitely. Yeah. But no, I mean, in terms of people having the debate, no, knock it off. Annie doesn't approve. Annie does not approve. Okay. Courtney Cox is rewatching Friends in quarantine. I saw this. Do you approve? 100%. <laughs> I mean, but what she says she can't remember anything on the show. She says she remembers like things that happened in real life during the show, but not, isn't that, that just seems wild to me. See, I think that's fair. Like, I think that makes sense. Because, like, when I'm doing my job, if I go in and I talk to a doctor, sometimes when I leave, I've, like, blacked out during the conversation. <laughs> go into just, like, autopilot. Right. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think it's awesome. And she said that she goes, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, who would have thought? Great generation, idiot. God. God. Okay. Um, Little Women star Florence Pug, I think I'm saying that correctly, is dating Zach Braff, who is 21 years older than her. 
do you approve? I don't think Zach Braff is hot enough to pull a girl 21 years younger than him. <laughs> <laughs> so or like, I mean, not to say that he's not, he's, I'm sure he's still rich, but like, it's not, it's not like he, he's 45. And she's 24. That's math. I just don't think he's hot enough to get a girl that much younger than him, but good for him. All right. You know uh, you're I'm gonna to judge someone's relationship. Why? You know I'm the last one to judge someone's relationship. Also, it should be noted that Zach Braff's like maturity level is probably that of a 21-year-old. So he's probably right in the right age range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. True. Okay. Um, all right, you're gonna love this one. Elon Musk names his son. Okay, this is what it is on paper. X A E X twenty one Musk, but it's actually pronounced X, and the A E is pronounced Ash. X Ash X twelve. X twelve. Sorry, not twenty one. Twelve. X twelve. Oh. It stands for Archangel. Yes. Um, obviously, this is something I do not approve of. <laughs> no, but like, what? Also, he's having trouble with California, with California lawmaker, like laws, because apparently you can't have numericals in your name. Like, you can't change your name to like, I mean, I don't know how Prince did it, but obviously... There's a thing that you can't have, like, Roman numerals or numericals. You can't have that in your name. So they may not – they – literally, the law might not approve of this. Good. Good. <laughs> Honestly, good. That's absurd. Okay. Um, last one is Kesha is pampering herself during quarantine by using body butt sheet masks. Do you approve? A butt sheet is basically a face mask for your ass. Totally. Why not? It's almost summertime. She has her boyfriend. She has her boyfriend put them on her. Great. Great form of foreplay. Good for them. (laughs) (laughs) Some like goodness in her life. So I approve of whatever makes her happy. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That's that's all I have. Nice. Yeah. I can text um, Angie and have her jump on now. Yeah, you better tell her because I have some questions. Yeah. Because here's the thing: you and I obviously talk about diet all the time, but there's just certain things that I can't get. I mean, not get over, but I can't seem to get rid of i actually have, i and i know you may hate this but i've actually lost weight in quarantine i know i'm sorry um but, you know what's funny is i weighed myself this morning after i thought i weighed in at my heaviest ever yesterday and i was down seven pounds okay see this is what i was going to tell hold everybody on. So Annie, hold on hold on fine uh, then i'm like oh that's weird so then i moved the scale to a different part of the floor and I weighed in six pounds heavier. So then I moved it to another part of the floor and I was back down six pounds. So 
my scale, I think, is just completely fucked. So I don't even know. Yeah. You know, you need to do what you need to do is like, um, why? <laughs> I'm like making movements and no one. Yes, I knew it. T just said he did the same thing and it was different every time he moved the scale. Okay, then you guys need to invest in a new scale, number one. Number two, you need to do the, what? Are, why am I, the, not the inch thing, the, the measurement. Like you need a, a what? Measurement. Yes, you need a measurement thing that I actually got. It's like a waist measurement thing. That's the best way to do it because that actually shows that you're like what you are. Yeah. If you're losing weight and you're in, in certain areas, like I do it for my arms, my chest. I mean, I want those to get bigger, I not smaller. I want those to get bigger. And then my waist to get smaller. But there's, I mean, seriously, in my waist, I, I've been eating like straight fucking broccoli for like a month. And I still cannot get rid of my midsection. For Angie to come on here and tell you that you're not eating enough. Annie, I'm I am drinking like I'm consuming 300 grams of protein. Okay, you're probably eating too much protein. You're supposed but to eat one gram for every pound you weigh. Okay, that's to maintain your muscle. Okay, but you're also not lifting with heavy enough weight to grow your muscle. True. Okay, that's true. But I'm I'm lifting my own fat ass. I mean, I'm lifting my I'm doing body weight stuff. You weigh like one seventy. One seventy. I weigh at least two hundred, like one ninety, if if not more. Okay. Well, you don't look it. I don't look like what oh, I weigh. Thank you. So. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I appreciate uh, that. She said she's about to jump on. Okay, great. Because we're gonna get to the bottom of this. I mean, maybe not, but um, I got a late entry Instagram question <laughs> that we may or may not ask. Hi, Angie. Hi, guys. What's up? Thanks for coming on. Oh yeah. Uh, Thanks for I having like your me. sign. I like your hair. You know it. Yeah. Is that new? New hairdo? Uh, I mean, I've been growing it out from quarantine a little bit. You know, it kind of reminds me of Bradley Cooper a little bit. Stop <laughs> it! Are you kidding me? Oh my God! Stop it! No. Annie, do you hear this? I swear to God, if you cut this part and use it as the episode, <laughs> I will punch you. Oh man. It's gonna happen. It's gonna I happen. I know Love it. Um, Angie, no, thank you for coming on. Annie, do you have anything to say? Thanks for coming on. my hair? <laughs> yeah, Anne. <laughs> I'm gonna take scissors to it when you're sleeping. That's what I want oh to do. Gosh. Well, and, Angie, we've just been talking about how, like, just within in quarantine, like everyone's probably eating more than they should, mm-hmm. and like they're and well, first of all, everyone's fucking baking like they're Betty Crocker. So yeah. I'm curious as to see, like, even my mom, who is, like, very, she said that she's gained weight because all she's been doing is baking. Yeah. So is there anything that people can, like, right off the bat, just sort of, like, are there any, like, things that they should gravitate toward as opposed to, like, not? Not baking? Yeah. 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 So, my advice, just stop baking. 
Yeah, stop baking all together. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's definitely a good start. Like if you find yourself eating those kinds of foods often, maybe like don't bake them would be my number one <laughs> tip. Um, but I do, I mean, obviously right now people are kind of gravitate, gravitating more towards those foods because carbs are super comforting, right? Like high sugar, butter, those things are really comforting in the moment. But then, you know, after the fact, then you kind of are like, well, why did I eat, you know, six or seven cookies? It's a lot of, there's a lot of stress eating going on for sure. Um, stress baking going on. So I think instead trying to find some activities that like maybe making a new recipe that's not. Uh, baked good or trying to kind of revamp a healthier dessert, you could say. So one that just has a lot less sugar, maybe you use like a natural sweetener in there instead, like dates or something, um, fresh fruit, things like that. But I think definitely finding some activities to keep your hands busy too, that aren't going to be like sitting in front of a TV and snacking or things like that. That's just going to add to add to the issue because there's a lot of stress eating going on for sure. Speaking yes. of sweeteners really quickly because Bryce and I were talking about this yesterday. Yes, I was just going to bring this up. Can you hit on the difference between Stevia and Splenda? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. So Stevia comes from, and I like geek out a lot when I talk about nutrition. So if I blab on here, oh, just, yes. this is fun. I usually do podcasts with like I don't know, other health professionals, but to just like talk with my best friends, it's fun. So well, talk to people who know nothing about what's going on. <laughs> so, so stevia uh, comes from a plant. So there's a stevia leaf and it's like really, really naturally sweet, like 300 times sweeter than sugar. So what they do is they take this plant and they basically like refine it down to a powder and then use it in food as like in really small amounts because it's so super strong. Uh, and then Splenda is the same thing as sucralose. So that is a man-made sweetener. They actually make that in a lab. Um, and that's been linked to some gut issues, especially in really large amounts. So it can actually like impact your gut microbiome a little bit. So that's something where like if someone struggles with like IBS or, or gut issues, then they need to, to uh, cut those kinds of things out. Sorry, Annie had to. <laughs> no, I, had, I, I, was ta- I was talking to Annie and I was like, Cause she said it's, she was putting, she was doing a recipe. Oh, she made margaritas for Cinco de Mayo. And she was, oh, yeah. she sent me the recipe. Cause obviously I, I make Angie, I don't know if you know this. I make anorexic margaritas. I've patented that actually. Trademarked oh, it, so. Terrible trademark name, but yeah. okay. <laughs> so we were talking about, and she said that she had, um, she was putting stevia in there and she's yeah. for how artificial sweeteners give her headaches. So I was like, isn't that, isn't that going to give you a headache? And she's like, stevia is natural. And I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's Splenda. It's the same thing. And she's like, absolutely, it's different. Well, but not always. Sometimes sometimes they can like, yeah, sometimes they'll take stevia and they'll like do things like uh, if you've seen Truvia before or like what they do is they basically mix it with like sugar alcohols. So they basically take like a little bit of stevia and then stevia leaf extract and then they'll combine it with like xylitol or something. Um, so you do have to be careful and yeah, uh-huh. and look well, and see. And, and so like, obviously people aren't, you know, that's interesting because like, obviously people also aren't moving around as much. Like, would you suggest mm-hmm. people should like minimize calories as well? Because since we're not moving around, like, cause that, I feel like everyone's like eating and then mm-hmm. not going anywhere. 
No, for sure. And especially if you're like stuck indoors all day, I think that's a super easy solution. I think right now, one thing that people could really take advantage of is just like being more aware of what they're eating because a lot of portion sizes at restaurants and things like that, they're just like so huge, far beyond what we actually need to eat that if you're at home and you're actually taking this time to like learn how to cook or at least cooking some of your own things, um, then you can kind of like start measuring a few things out and getting an idea of like how much you're actually eating. And then of course, like take it back a notch too, if you're not, if you're not as active. So maybe if you're not, you know, going on, what did Ben say last week? He goes on like 10 mile walks. (laughs) Like, first of all, how do you not get so bored? I I don't know. know. It's like, how many podcasts can you listen to? Yeah. Over and over again. God, I mean, I can't, I, I can't do that. I've been like, that's another thing with walking and stuff. Like I love, I love going on walks and stuff, but my God, I'm so sick of my neighborhood. <laughs> like I need to get somewhere else. I cannot walk yeah. past the same thing. Cause before it was like, I was in a foreign land. When I started walking around my neighborhood, I was like, Oh my God. It's like, I've never seen, I didn't know this was here. And I didn't know that there's like 85 body shops all in a row right outside <laughs> my door. And I'm like, Oh, I never even knew if I never need, if I ever need to, you know, get into a rack and have to change my door. You really need a change of scenery. Yeah, for sure. But I think that's a really good point is if someone's not able to like get out and be as active, then what a simple solution, right? To just cut down a little bit on what you're eating. But instead we're kind of doing the opposite right now. Like we're always closest to our kitchen. It's, it's right there. So I think a lot of people when it comes to like, not necessarily just weight loss, but just changing body composition in general, one thing you can do is really try to handle the environment that you're in. So a lot of people, they'll say like, oh, I just don't have the willpower, but really your environment plays a huge role in your success. So if you change, you know, what foods you have around you, what foods you don't have around you, uh, the people that you're, well, you can't, you can't really change the people that you're around right now if you're like quarantined with one very bad influence, but um, <laughs> that obviously has a big role in your success. <laughs> Annie's pointing to herself. <laughs> That is, that's very true. But I mean, um, like, are there certain foods that are like, I want to talk about moderation because I think Annie and I have talked about this before and I have no, in certain, in certain aspects, like you, you were talking about how like, oh, I'll eat seven cookies or something. Cause it is like comfort. But I mean, that's me in and out of the pandemic. Like I, I just, there's a lot of things I can't help myself with, but at the same time, like if you told me, okay, you, for example, like celery, like, oh, you can eat as much celery as you want, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's what I would eat as until I'm like about to throw up. Would that satisfy you though? What? Would that satisfy you though? If you ate like 15 celery stalks? No. Yeah. But I'm just curious if there, if there are certain things that like, if, if there's somebody like me who just will can constantly eat something Mm -hmm. until, you know, they're sick. Is there any sort of food that would be good? boredom eating and you have a different issue on your hands <laughs> yeah that's true it's not, about, um, it's not about like hey let's pick a food we can do this with it's about like hey let's fucking change that behavior yeah. yes <laughs> okay this is not a therapy you're not my therapist right now it is a- well, i'm your therapist every day second of all <laughs> i also suffer from this issue <laughs> Okay, so there's a lot to digest here. Yeah. Um, pun quite intended. literally, quite literally. Yes, quite literally. Oh but 
Um, I think overall, just foods that are really high in fiber are going to be like your best friend because they're very filling and they're indigestible carbohydrates. So basically your body doesn't digest them. So I hate like the saying like free calories, but in a way it's just, they are so filling that like, take for example, like spinach, broccoli, pretty much all, all vegetables would be in this category of like don't, don't eat it until you like want to puke by any means, but they would definitely be a food that you could eat a ton of and not have a negative impact on your body composition, which I think is kind of what you're asking. Vegetables, things like, um, I don't know what else, like oats or whole grains. They're just going to be so filling and so satisfying because they are so high in fiber that hopefully it doesn't take you very long to get to that point. But I would also be curious what the rest of your day looks like, because if you're getting to the point that you're like, having like feeling like you have to eat so much of something that it may be worth kind of eating more earlier in your day or just kind of like revamping what your day looks like as a whole so that you don't get to that point altogether that's yeah that's true okay that leads us into an instagram question that we got um oh sorry my very strong internet connection yeah Intermittent fasting, yes or no? Mm. Okay, so I think it, it really is going to depend on the person. Um, I will say I've had some clients that do, they, they find it really helpful. Um, more specifically, the ones that tend to eat like snack really late at night because it kind of just stops them from eating late at night. Really, the, the reason it works is because it creates a calorie deficit. So it's not some like magical thing of eating between certain hours is why you lose weight. It's more so because when you do limit the times of the day that you eat, you're limiting overall the calories that you eat in a day. So you're, you're creating a calorie deficit without having to like do any math or really think about it. And that's why people like it because they're not having to count their macros or their calories. But I will say that the research is kind of mixed with females um, to the extent that if women, for some reason, when they fast for longer than that, like like around that 16-8 method, so longer than a 12-hour window, they're actually shown to have higher cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone. And over time, that high cortisol can actually lead to basically holding on to more fat or having a, a harder time losing body fat. So uh, with women, I never suggest longer than 12-hour window. I also, if someone has a really unhealthy relationship with food or like a past eating disorder, I also say let's completely stay away from intermittent fasting because in a sense, it's just another way to restrict, right? It's just now you're not restricting like your, the, the food necessarily, but you're restricting like what times you're eating the food. And that could potentially, once it starts to impact like your social life, that's when I say, all right, that's not healthy anymore. But there's plenty of people out there that they are very successful with, you know, a 16, eight, that's just what they stick to. And they, they see good success with that. So I think it can be a good thing for sure. Gosh, Angie, I would be such a great case study for you. I mean, I have tried literally everything and I'll like read an article and be like, oh, I have way too high cortisol levels, like without any research or any sort of thing. I just am insane. But Amy, I'm sorry. I was, I cut you off. I apologize. Uh, that was so nice of you for apologizing. I, wow. I apologize a lot. It does. That's another thing we need to unpack in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, I was going to say with the intermittent fasting, there's like, you see articles and things like that, that says if you use a pure fat source or whatever in your coffee, like that doesn't break your fast or you're allotted 50 calories or whatever, like what's, 
That. Good question. Great question. 50 calories. Yeah, you would be fine, especially if it's primarily fat, because what that, what that basically means is it's not impacting your blood glucose or your blood sugar levels. So if you were to put say like 20 or 30, um, calories worth of like coffee creamer or something in your coffee, that's not going to break your fast. Um, but if you're doing that in a sense of like, oh, this is going to give me enough energy to get through the day, I'd say, well, maybe you could like reconsider and actually have like some substantial food there, like maybe like a banana or maybe something that, and so of course that, that would break your fast for sure. But it's just kind of something where like, if you're trying to just have coffee and cream in the morning as like your energy source, you should definitely actually have some food that contains energy or calories uh, to really help with that. So for people who aren't intermittent fasting necessarily, like, do you, do you do the, and especially during this time when everyone's home and stuff, is it best to do like the three meals a day or like, you know, three big meals, two snack meals or whatever? Do you do the five small meals or what is, what would you recommend to clients? Who are- so it, t- it totally depends on the person, but I will say that like right now, the best thing that you can do is create a routine. So regardless of like what that looks like for you, maybe try to make it whatever you were doing before, if that was successful for you. So if you were eating three solid meals before quarantine, then go back to doing that. Or if you were doing, like I usually do three meals and one snack, uh, sometimes three meals, two snacks, just cause I like snacking all day long. Um, then then go back to doing that. But I, so I'm in the situation where I've always worked from home since for like six years now. So even though this has definitely impacted my business to the extent of like my clients are now all virtual, it's still pretty much the same where like I, I wake up at around the same time. I take a second to plan out my day, what exactly I'm going to do, what I'm going to eat to some extent, um, if I'm going to work out and if so kind of figuring out when. So I think just taking those five minutes, either right before you go to bed or first thing in the morning to just take a second and like assess your day as a whole. Um, that's going to be the best thing overall to kind of staying on track with your diet. Cause otherwise I feel like we're being thrown into this thing where like a lot of people, if they have kids, now they're also being like homeschooler, like teacher and mom and worker, like it's a lot. And so if you don't just take those five minutes to really take a look at your day and say, how am I going to make this work? How am I going to get a little bit of structure? Then I feel like it's going to be really hard to kind of stick to anything. So um, I know research has looked at comparing like the three meals a day versus five meals a day. And there's really no one set like best option. It's really what's going to be best for you in creating a calorie deficit. So if weight loss or fat loss is your goal, it's all about what's going to make a calorie deficit. Okay. I guess also when you, you, because you bring up a good point about people being home and like doing things that are not, that are not necessarily their routine, whether it be homeschooling or just being with their kids. Um, a lot of people would say, okay, you wake up and, or like some people might abandon that plan and be like, I'm going to work out. I have all the good and all the right intentions. Mm-hmm. If you, if you have to like, say, like if you can't work out or whatever, and then you just say the day is a wash, like I'm going to eat whatever I want. Like, how do you, how do people get, stay motivated in terms of like, if they can't work out, how do they stay motivated to still eat healthy? Yeah, that's a good question. So I, like, I won't be able to, I, I might work out today. I'm not hundred percent sure. I planned on doing it at two o'clock and it did not happen, but, um, I just kind of changed a little bit. Like I might not splurge as much just because I know I didn't really get a good solid hard workout in. 
Um, whereas if I did get a really intense workout in, I might say like, oh, well, maybe I'll have this or that after dinner. It's not as big of a deal. Um, but I think I'm kind of going back on getting back off track here a little bit, but, um, I think, track by the way, yeah, you what? We're not on any track. <laughs> That's good. I'm this glad. This train is always going off the rails. So, <laughs> so true. You, um, you know. But yeah, I think overall now I don't even remember what your question was. Something about people working well, out. I just, I mean, oh, I, just, can't, I, I just sort of feel like, because if sometimes I'll be like, I mean, from my own experience, I'll be like, oh, I have all the intentions of working out. And then I'm like, like you, I'll be like, crap, yeah. I'm not going to work out today. I'm just going to yes. eat everything in sight because it's a bad cheat day or whatever. Yes. So then you kind of revamp it as like, oh, well, I already messed up. So the whole yeah. day's wash. That's the worst thing you can do. Instead, kind of think of like, like, let's take dinner, for example. If you're like, all right, the whole day's wash, I'm going to eat a cheeseburger. That's fine. But how can you make it a little bit healthier? Almost try to like challenge yourself, make it kind of like a game. Like, and if you take like, I don't know, I'm thinking like a cheeseburger and a yeah. Coke and a fry type meal, like how can I tweak this just slightly to make it a little bit healthier instead of just going like completely from like a hundred to zero on like the motivation scale, it's just going to be that much harder the next day, yeah. um, to kind of get back on track. You're kind of just always going to be like over exceeding calories and then probably way under exceeding your calories to make up for it. And it's just this constant yo-yo. And would, like, for example, using that meal that you just suggested, how would you say to make that meal a little bit healthier, like a cheeseburger, fries, and a Coke? Like, how would, how would you make that healthier? So I always recommend thinking of four components at every single meal. So a protein source, which your protein there would be obviously the, the meat. Um, so you would keep that. And then um, one source of ideally a whole grain in that situation, obviously you wouldn't have a whole grain, but you've got the fried potatoes for the, the French fries. So maybe instead of having both the bun and the French fries, maybe choose one. If you're not a big fan of French fries, which then you're crazy and I don't trust you, but then get rid of the French fries and eat the bun or just get rid of the bun, eat just the patty, the cheeseburger patty, and then have uh, the French fries. And then the fat, I always recommend a fat. So so far we have protein, whole grain. Now we're on fat. Um, making sure you always have a fat in there. So that could be the cheese on the cheeseburger. It's also definitely going to count with the French fries that were fried in oil. Um, ideally, I recommend a healthier fat than that, but in this situation, that's okay. Um, and then the last one is obviously fiber. So vegetables. So making sure there's a vegetable, which that's the one that's really lacking there. So that's what I want you to try to incorporate. So maybe you steam some frozen broccoli or something and you throw it with it, or maybe you throw together a mixed green salad or something. But what that's going to do is it's overall going to provide a lot more nutrition overall. You're going to get vitamins, you're going to get minerals, you're going to get fiber in that meal. And I do recommend eating that first so that hopefully you eat a little bit less of the other stuff like the French fries. Awesome. Annie, do we have some more Instagram questions? Um, yes. But before I get to that, did you guys already tackle caffeine? Mm -mm. A little bit, but no, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I'm just curious. Bryce is drinking probably 15. All right, throw me under the bus. I have one coffee a day, and you have 36. Annie, Annie actually has been really good. You told me she's been making, you've been making like a shake, and you oh, that's really your only coffee source, your caffeine Well, source. no, so I had to stop doing the shakes because protein powder bloats me so bad. Oh, yeah. You Were you using whey protein? No, even the vegan one. I switched. Mm. So Andy, sorry to interrupt once again, but like mm -hmm. with the, with protein, a lot of people, Annie did a poll, obviously, which helped me. 
but mm-hmm. it was like I I drink so much whey protein a day, crazy yeah. amount. But do it has there been better studies like with vegan protein, like the plant based that less bloat, or is it? Well, not necessarily because sometimes it could be made with like peas or some other type of legume that is high in what's called FODMAPs. And so for some people that could be a high FODMAP food that, that causes bloating. So if someone has bloating issues, usually that's a sign that they're not digesting something properly. Um, so oftentimes that's something that's, that's an indigestible carb or basically a fiber. Um, so I mean, it's totally hit or miss as far as like, if a vegan protein is going to bloat someone or a whey protein, some, some protein powders in general, just the way that they're processed, people don't tolerate them well. So in that case, I might say, let's try to throw a different source of protein in your shake altogether. Maybe you could do hemp seeds. Maybe you could do, if you're not lactose intolerant, maybe like some Greek yogurt or something like that for protein instead of a powder. Okay. All right. So sorry, back to coffee. Thank you for that. Yes. that that's very so you eat how much coffee? Okay. 36 well, cups all, a day? I'm going to my local Starbucks and uh-huh. I'm getting a venti uh, <laughs> cold brew. And then mm-hmm. I've been coming home and drinking a second and third cup, but I mean, I put ice. I do. I just brew it in my coffee. <laughs> Look at her face. It's like terrified. Oh it's so God. much coffee. It's so much. I mean, my I'm gonna have a heart attack. Like my blood pressure is gonna be through the roof. First of all, you have to pee like a thousand times a day. I and... already have to pee constantly, so this yeah. amplifies it to a million. Yeah. So that is a lot of caffeine. Um, I'm wondering if maybe you just don't metabolize cap. Some people, they don't metabolize caffeine as well as others. So you can just guzzle it down all day long. Other people, I would probably have like heart palpitations if I drank that much coffee or like be like this, like all day. So no, and I don't get shaky. I'm still like, what were you saying, Annie? No, Angie gets heart palpitations off of like a grande cold brew. <laughs> lightweight, you lightweight. Oh my gosh, this because Starbucks is so strong. I can do oh, a quad latte and be unfazed. Like I yeah, can- Annie does a quad latte. It's impressive. It is, um, maybe it is different. I just I I'm really and I told Annie this yesterday. I was like, I have got to like reel it in because um, yeah. at, at a certain point it just doesn't do anything. Like my exactly first, my first few drink, I'm like as a. I'm like, I'm miming how to drink a coffee. <laughs> um, and like, but in my first few drinks, I'm like, okay, I feel like I have this like energy. But then after that, like you lose it. It's like when you take a drag of a cigarette, which we can, don't have to get into, but it's like- Just like that. The first one is like amazing. <laughs> and then the rest of it's like, I could never, like it's like does nothing for me. Yeah, you're basically building up such a high tolerance that like you're gonna you're gonna get yourself to a point where like you can literally drink like 400 ounces of caffeine and or coffee and not really feel anything. So I would just reel it back for sure. I typically don't recommend more than like 300 milligrams at a time, which I'll be honest is like a grande drink at Starbucks. So you're kind of already over for that with your first venti of the day. Um, but what I can do is, I mean, over time, if you're not hydrating with other things, it could potentially lead to dehydration, especially if you're like sweating a lot. Um, I'm trying to think there's not really like a ton of huge negative side effects from, I mean, if you're tolerating it well and you don't have any other health con- or heart heart conditions or anything, but I say, just try to reel it back. Like maybe cut it in half, maybe that's do like I, half. That's what I've- that's what I've started doing. I, I like 
I mean, today, literally, is the first day. See, I tell you, I, I'll, like, implement something for mm-hmm. one day and then implement it again. Also, speaking of caffeine, I guess, I've been having some, and I don't know about Annie if you've had this, but I've been having some issues with alcohol in this stagnation. Mm-hmm. I mean, this in this quarantine, like, it feels like we're on Zoom calls and, you know, everyone's doing virtual happy hours and stuff. And I'll sit on a call for like, you know, three hours sometimes talking, chatting with people and I'll be drinking and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I won't be able to sleep at night. I have no idea if this has anything to do with nutritional value, but if is there, like, I can't drink wine anymore. I can't drink mm-hmm. beer. The same thing happens to me. The only thing that works, which doesn't really work that well is like tequila. Yeah. Um, or like you might not be able to sleep because of the amount of caffeine you drink. <laughs> Literally okay. exactly what I was going to say. Right. I was like, maybe it has something to do with the 80 ounces of coffee. <laughs> okay. But uh, aside from that, we're done talking about caffeine and my mm-hmm. intake of it. No, but really like, do you think this out, like do, doing like having those sugary drinks, like margaritas and yeah. other stuff, I feel like, does that in, affect your, your sleep or your nutrition, your sugar intake? Would that 100%. Okay. Absolutely. It's going to affect your sleep for sure. Alcohol before it's going to affect body composition. hundred percent. If you're having issues with like losing, especially like belly fat, things like that, it's, it's definitely linked to like the really sugary alcoholic drinks or just large amounts of alcohol in general. So I would say, first of all, what are you mixing your alcohol with? If it's things like Coke or lemonade or cranberry juice, things that have sugar, then obviously that's going to be one culprit to kind of cut back on. Um, And then of course the amount overall, if you can reduce it to do half the amount of alcohol um, that you're doing right now, even just making that, you know, small little habit change where you're cutting it in half, um, then that's going to be just one helpful tip And, and trying to also space it like feel like your caffeine that's I gotta address that issue again just because <laughs> it's almost like you know when you go back to that second or third full container of I'm holding my hands up yeah. people can't see but um like is it more so because you need the energy or because you just enjoy the taste or like what well, what is it it's a few fold mm-hmm. uh, uh, but uh one is I mean I like the taste of it and I drink just straight black coffee with a Splenda which I will stop doing now um but uh but i'll i'll drink um that because of the taste but also like it because i'm intermittent fasting i do intermittent fasting so it that helps like not but i also feel like at the same time as what we were saying it's like i I think it may be just the taste so i could almost probably do like decaf cold brew that's fantastic like i could have one Mm -hmm. i could have one and see how that goes and then just do decaf cold brew because i think the taste of it just like makes me not want to eat Okay. Not that it's like, not that that's the a thing, but I think it does curb your appetite. So mm-hmm. while I'm in fasting, I can take the time to, to you know, not have to worry. It's something about different it. than just water, and I yeah. I get that sure. So I think if it's a taste thing, then yeah, maybe you could switch to decaf. If it's something where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm just so tired all day long, then that's an issue we for sure well, need. I'll be tired all day long no matter what, so it doesn't really matter. Right? Yeah. So then <laughs> you literally, I feel like I'm tired all day long but I'm being dramatic. Bryce is legitimately tired all day long. How many hours of sleep do you get on average? That's the thing. I get amazing sleep. Like I'll get eight plus hours of sleep. Huh. That's good. And I I honestly think there's, I need to get blood work done. This is like a big, and she's like, Oh, that's good. I have so much work to do with this guy. (laughs) I know. I'm telling you, you can make a fortune. Where do I begin? I know. 
I know. Um, I think it has to, like, it's all about my REM cycle because I, like, ha- like you said, I have to pee constantly. So I have to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. So I think my REM is getting messed your up. Your quality of sleep, yeah. Quality You're probably getting a lot of, like, hours-wise, but the quality sucks. Yeah. And I, especially, like, if you're mentioning, like, the alcohol or caffeine, I think that's going to have a huge impact. So if you well, could just... Fair. I don't, like, I really, I do drink a shitload of coffee, but I do not drink, I don't drink alcohol every day, which is, I think probably a saving grace but that is good that is good for sure all right well we i don't i don't think everyone wants to know about this case study <laughs> Andy. you and i can talk you can talk offline about this but annie what are some other instagram questions that we had that people i have one i have one more thing that i'm going to deflect on to you really quick and i've run this by i've run this by angie in the past <laughs> oh really i'm wondering what this is um okay we have 10 minutes guys so this oh. is the last one and then and then we'll get to our Instagram questions. So um, what do you think about Bryce's two quest bar special? Oh, I Oh, did. yes, Angie. Okay, so for, let's, let's give some people some context here. So I, that's my go-to snack. Like I love, because I feel like quest bars are in, in, on the market, the like lowest in cal, probably maybe not lowest in calorie, but like lowest mm-hmm. in carbohydrates. They, they have like, they have less, they have no sugar or one gram of sugar or something. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoy those, but I'll, I'll eat like two at a time. That's like my thing. And it's, Annie calls it the diarrhea special. hundred percent. That is and, a lot. <laughs> so go ahead. Anyway. I just to okay. It's a lot of synthetic fibers, which that can definitely cause you to poop a lot or have diarrhea, but maybe you don't, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't, actually, I, I typically That's do good. not have diarrhea. That's good. Um, but it is a lot of sucralose, which remember I talked about that at the very beginning. Same yeah. thing as Blenda. So sometimes you'll see it on a label as sucralose. Um, but large amounts can impact your gut microbiome and can really change the bacteria. You have all these good gut bacteria or types of strands in your in your intestines. So... I think cutting back on those kinds of things that are like really high in artificial sweeteners and synthetic fibers is definitely a good start. I know what you mean though about it being like really high in protein while like also being filling because it's a lot of fiber, but you can easily do the same thing with like, let's say you were to make a smoothie that had maybe like a ton of flaxseed in it. So there's your fiber and it's a natural source. You're also getting omega-3s from that instead of that synthetic, I think they use like soluble corn fiber in their bars. And then for the protein, you could do a protein powder if you want, like a plant-based protein powder or the other options I talked about before, but then you can also add some fresh produce to it. So instead of doing so much like condensed processed food because it is still very processed yeah. um then it's you could throw i mean that's the thing that you're yeah. saying it's made in a lot are there yeah. any are there any bars out there like that that you would recommend that you recommend to people i remember i'm trying to think of there's like they're not protein necessarily but they're no, like no. What? yeah well i'm biased because i do work i do work with Go Macro very closely. So I am a huge fan of their bars. Um, they do have a good amount of sugar though, but they're also kind of geared more towards people that are active. So it's, and, and it's completely natural, fine. Is it, isn't it, wouldn't you say that natural sugar is obviously better than. Oh, for you're sure. Have, right, if, you're right. gonna, if you're going to eat it, it's better to have just the natural stuff than the crap that is made in the lab. Right, exactly. And and I think, I mean, other bars, RX bar is really popular. Lara bar is great too. It's not going to be as high in protein. There are so many different bars on the market. I'm, I'm blanking on other brands, but. Um, no cow, no cow. Mm. I think, Annie, did you say that one? It's like, uh, that's what Ben 
no cow. No I've cow. heard of it. I would have to look into it though. Yeah, I don't yeah. really know much about it. I think it's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that they're, I mean, they actually don't taste bad either. I've, I mean, I've tried every bar in, in the, in the lot. So yeah. I was just curious. Cause I mean, it's something. We're going to stop with the quest bars. Okay. I think you've, I think you've successfully okay. moved mm -hmm. away from those. Okay. So I'm going to give you a quick hit question only for time's sake. Um, okay. Here and what is your recommendation for at-home food allergy or intolerance test? Okay, so this is hard to answer in like really fast, but um, I'm really skeptical of the at-home tests because they test what's called IgG. And so when you actually want to test for an allergy or a sensitivity, you're going to want to look at IgE. Um, which is a type of antibody that's actually relative to a, 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 an allergen compared to something that's IgG, which can actually show up as um, a false positive, basically. So like I give this example sometimes where if I were to eat a banana and then take that test, I'm going to have antibodies for bananas in my body when I do that test, which is just one simple, simple little finger prick. And so what it can falsely tell me is that I have a sensitivity to bananas simply because it's, it's, it's catching on those antibodies of what I just ate. So it does often kind of like find foods that you eat frequently and have that be like a false, oh, you have an allergy. The other issue I see is I will have someone with like celiac or someone with lactose intolerance or someone that actually has a very clear allergy, take one of those tests. And then the test shows like it's green green light, which means like good to go, like no issue at all. So there's just very little accuracy with it whatsoever. I'd say if you can get to an allergen and actually do an IgE test instead of the at-home test, or if anything, I do know some people do have really good success with, which is what called uh, something called MRT, which is mediator release test. And that tests something a little bit different um, in the blood. So that's another option. And that is actually an at-home test, but you do have to you do have to go to a lab to actually get your blood drawn and then you send it in yourself, but that's another option. I try to answer that really fast. I'm sorry. No, that was good. Thank you. Oh, last Instagram question. This is also probably answer this as fast as you can. It's more in depth though. Um, what's the best way to calculate calorie intake or macros for your activity activity level? I think I can answer this in like one minute. Like God. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So well, uh, maybe we can simplify it in, in terms of like, how important is counting macros? Because that seems like a yeah. really big deal mm -hmm. to people who are trying to lose weight or trying to like gain whatever, like, but you're eating so much more. I just am curious is like, should you be looking at calories or should you be looking at macros if you're going to start doing one? I think you need to consider both for sure. So you need to make a calorie deficit. Again, this is only talking specifically about weight loss. So maybe get either an RMR test done or at least like, which means resting metabolic rate. Or if you don't have access to a, a physical test, then just like try to find a calculator online that can give you a rough estimate of your metabolic rate. And then, and then make sure to subtract some of, or either, either subtract some of the calories that you're going to consume for the day. So you're in a deficit or make sure to increase your activity level so that you make a deficit with, with your expenditure. Right. So, or you can do a little bit of both. Um, don't make it too large. Obviously you want to make it small and sustainable, like a 250 to 300 calorie deficit for women and about a 500 to 700 calorie deficit for men, just kind of to start. Um, obviously that number can vary a little bit too, but as far as macros, that's going to matter as well, because usually with weight loss, I have clients on a much higher protein diet so they can hold on to a lot of lean mass. Protein is very satisfying. 
Um, so I try to have at least like 25%, if not 30% of their calories coming from, uh, protein. And then, um, and then it's the type of, it's the type of macronutrients that people get caught up in though, because sometimes they'll only look at just carbs, protein, fat, and they won't take into consideration micronutrients or vitamins, minerals. So something like white bread, isn't going to be the same thing in terms of carbohydrates, as like quinoa. So obviously you're getting way more from the quinoa. You're getting fiber and iron and magnesium and all these other nutrients that are going to overall be beneficial for not only just your health, but um, also very satisfying like fiber that you won't get from the same amount of of carbohydrates, say from uh, white bread. So that's another thing that I'll do sometimes too, is I'll make sure that they're on a really high fiber diet. And oftentimes you'll see something on labels that say like net carbs. So basically what that means is they took the fiber out. That's what, go, uh, that's what quest bar does. So quest bars actually have maybe like 20 grams of, of carbs, but then like they subtract the fiber. Um, so that's one way to think. I, I see the message that says less than one minute. So I'm trying to talk fast. You're fine. Oh, no, that's great. Well, <laughs> Before we, before we go, tell, just tell everybody where they can follow you, yeah. how, how they can get a hold of you too. Okay. Elite Nutrition, E-L-E-A-T. It's a little play on words, Elite Nutrition. That's where I'm at on Instagram. And you can find me at EliteNutrition.com as well. Great. Angie, thank you so much for being yeah. here. What were you going to say, thank Annie? You. We are going to absolutely have you on again because we didn't even get to everything that we wanted. Oh, not even close. Um, we could be like our correspondents. <laughs> We'll find another time to bring you back. Um, follow Bryce and I at Nobody's Pod, at Annie underscore Wilk, at Bryce Advice. Um, that's on Instagram and TikTok. Twitter is at Nobody's The Pod. Same for our personals. And then you can always email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Thank Andy. you, guys. Yes, thank, thank you for you. having me. And happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers out there, too. Yes. Oh, I thought you were saying well, that to me. And I was well, like, what? No, well, all uh, our mothers... <laughs> Our moms are the only ones that w- will listen to this. So <laughs> we're just, we just want to shout them out. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a safe and healthy week. Thanks, guys. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded in a small, crummy apartment in North Hollywood, California. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.